to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Increasing Capacity for Care in the Face of the Calving Season. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Hannah Greenwell, who's a Nebraska Extension Educator based at Ainsworth, and also Dr. Halden Clark, who's a veterinarian with the Great Plains Veterinary Education Center. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, good to be here, Aaron. In this article, you highlight some of the key things we need to think about as we're thinking about care, animal husbandry. We're speaking specifically here about the calving season. And in Nebraska, we've seen some wide swings in temperature over the last several weeks, some very warm temperatures, and then also some very bitter cold. In this article, you highlight some of the importance of thinking through and analyzing what's my ability or capacity to care for animals especially in the face of adverse conditions. Kind of give us a broad overview of the topic here that we're discussing, and then let's think specifically about how this applies as we think about calving. Yeah, I can start. So that's a great introduction, Aaron. I appreciate it. So I think as animal caretakers, our main role is to provide all of the necessary things that the animals under our care need at any given time. And due to lots of factors, uh, the seasonal aspect of beef cattle care, uh, as well as, as the weather conditions that our animals are exposed to, for instance, in contrast to the way that uh, poultry or swine operations work, most of the time they don't deal with the, the wild swings in weather that we do in the beef industry. Even the dairy industry tends to be more protected from the weather than, than beef. So uh, we face all varieties of weather from coast to coast and from north to south in this country and some big variety here in Nebraska as well. And when I think back on some of the biggest animal health negative events, like biggest animal health problems that I've been involved with in my time as a veterinarian or that I've heard about from close uh, colleagues, they often have to do with what we'll call for this article capacity for care and what used to be called animal husbandry. Basically, often with those problems, there's a, an aspect of being unable due to constraints within our systems to provide all the necessary care for the animals at the time that they need it. So for instance, a big storm during calving can just snarl everything and can totally overwhelm the people and the facilities and the skill set that's needed to really care for those calves the way they need to be cared for when they need it. Uh, so to get calves rewarmed if they need to be rewarmed, found, colostrum when they need it as soon as possible after birth, all those kinds of things. And then in, a, in an environment, whether it's a small pen or a small pasture or whatever it needs to be to get a good bond established with the mother again, our ability to provide those things can become, can be very limited by weather. And so this concept of capacity for care is something that every farmer and farmer and rancher cattle caretaker knows. This is just using a different name to describe it. And uh, hopefully putting it in this terminology helps people see, okay, yes, if a certain event were to occur, we're going to suddenly need a whole lot more capacity to do these three tasks, whether it's tubing calves, rewarming calves, and just getting out and finding calves wherever they may be. In that event, we're going to need a lot more of that. So before that event takes place, let's see what we can do to increase our capacity for care so that when that big need arises, we're ready to act. 
So I think this concept can also be uh, shown with a with a scours outbreak where the skill set may be understanding how to break the chain of pathogen transmission from the older calves to the younger calves. And then also just to provide clean places for calves to lie down, adequate pen moves to get to get the job done. All those things can trace back to a reduced capacity for care. Even heat events in feedlots, BRD outbreaks in feedlots, that's bovine respiratory disease, and even accidents like accidental poisonings of livestock. A lot of those things can trace back to either not, an, not enough people when the need arises, not enough training for those people, or, and not a, a broad enough skill set, and maybe some facilities that we need or, or uh, just need at certain times of year or some equipment that we need. So that's kind of what we mean by capacity for care. And I think that Dr. Clark did a great job of describing the breadth of how that applies to our industry and and where it really comes down to in some of those really intense points during the production season. And so sticking with that lens of calving season, you know, just the difference that can occur from calf to calf is you're having to bring a calf in in adverse events. Um, And then the length of time from, from the start of a storm until you're still trying to get those animals paired back up. We know we can handle it in those 12 hours that that storm might happen or, or 24, what have you, but, but it's the repercussions that continue on after that. And if you put that in the light of one of our current industry trends of decreasing opportunities for on operation labor, you know, our, our industry has tried to adapt as best it could to doing more with less people. But it, it's really when you get in those crux points of the adverse events, it's it's how long that truly, if you think about how long from the time you that storm starts until you've uh, resolved all the things that arose out of that situation, um, I think that sometimes we do a good job of really putting the rose-colored glasses on and, and fighting through, which is great. But how can we think about it ahead of time and think about our own on-operation capacity for care and I think that that's where you really can see some, some creativity come into the situation and help us do a little bit better going into it. Because success in calving season isn't just measured in dollars. I think it's also can be measured um, in decreased stress and increased sleep at some times too. I think those are great points. I know an operation I worked with shared with me uh, oh, a couple of years ago, we had a pretty nasty, cold, extended blizzard spell and they were in the middle of calving heifers. And this was a group of synchronized heifers. And so they actually, fortunately for them, had some friends who were willing to come spend three, four days with them, just doing some basic things like cleaning pens and doing some things like that, that allowed the family labor to uh, focus on the key things they needed to get a little bit of rest and uh, be able to get through that event. So, you know, I've seen firsthand how that can really have a lot of value. Again, it requires some pre-planning, requires some relationship building, but for them, it really did make a big difference on the calf survival. And I would say just the mental and physical health of those who are caring for the cattle. Yeah, we, a producer that I just talked to a couple of weeks ago, they've decided this year, instead of just depending solely on the family, they've asked a neighbor who doesn't calve in the same season. Um, they've asked him to come in and calve from 10, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. And And I think that that's incredible. Obviously, I I doubt he does that every day regularly, but I think that that's a great way to just creatively use the close resources, people you trust, relationships you've already built. It goes along those same lines of your example, Aaron. I think that that creativity and increasing and looking for those resources that 
they're, they're doing the same thing you're doing. And so you have a lot of faith in their abilities, but their timetable is just a little bit different than yours. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that in our industry. Both of those things sound good. I think one other thing I can maybe slip in here. So like we've been talking about overall, this article is just an encouragement to prepare for the things we know may be coming. And uh, I think one other thing that can be helpful is if you need some extra training, it might be a good time to approach your veterinarian here before calving gets, gets really going and get that little bit of training, whatever it may be, whether it's how to safely tube feed a newborn calf or whatever else your operation may require, this might be a good time to take care of those things. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today as we point towards wrapping this up? I think the the one quick thing I want to touch base on is that it's not just, I think there's two other big parts to this, that not just the, the labor side of it or, or analyzing the system as a whole, but also thinking about, is there a technology resource that, you know, you you've heard about, you've seen other people using, have you truly thought about how you can apply that to your operation? I think there's a lot of technology out there for calving specifically in cold weather that I think could really add some value to some places. I think it's very operation specific. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would love to go through all the list of technologies. You know, you've got your video cameras, you've got your calf warmers, you've got your different types of formulations in, in all your colostrum uh, replacers, et cetera, but we would miss a few and, and it wouldn't be a complete list. But I think that there's some really good opportunities for whenever you come up against a shortcoming that you feel like you have or somewhere you felt like you could have done a little bit better to really research and, and seek out some of those different technologies that we've had come about. I think that we do a really good job of research in our industry. And so being able to see where we can apply that research in our own operations, um, I think could really help. Um, I don't know, Dr. Clark, if you have another technology you'd like to specifically mention. I know you all are able to test a few of them from time to time. I suppose for the for the last two weeks out here, <laughs> it's not a technology at all, but I've just been reminded how important a windbreak is for calving cows and heifers. If they can get behind a windbreak or into a little grove of trees or somewhere like that, that can just cut down the wind speed the calves themselves can get up so much quicker and can do so much better with so, so much less actual care, you know, a lot less hands-on uh, care is needed when they can take care of some of those things themselves. So uh, no other technologies come to mind, but some of the simple things can still make a huge difference. No, I think that's an incredible point because it leads right into just being, being knowledgeable about what's going on and, and understanding where those critical points are, um, with those baby calves. Cause like you said, it, it, it's the difference between bringing that calf clear into the barn and having to warm it back up and, and bond repatch that bond with the dam or that calf is just fine out there. And maybe he just needs, um, just needs to be watched a little bit closer. And I think that making sure you're also knowledgeable in those critical points, um, and understanding that, uh, and, and making sure all oh, your, your help is, is educated in that as well, I think is huge. And, and that'll put you leaps and bounds ahead whenever you're sleep deprived in the middle of the night in a snowstorm. I think it really helps just to have those, those pieces of knowledge under your belt at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article. This is part of the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter, and it's titled Increasing Capacity for Care 
in the face of calving season.